Greetings to all of you beautiful vocal melatonin lovers. Welcome to Back to Ashes. My name is Phoenix. I'd like to thank the reformed members of the channel. Inner scare wifey Denise S. Through scrutiny Samantha Play, Stephanie McLaren, Corpse Lover, Normie DW, Christy Elias, Cindy Cleveland, and Patty's niece. If you enjoy what you are hearing, you can buy me a coffee as a special thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a member of Back to Ashes, all that information can be found down below. If you are new here or haven't done so already, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment. Not only does it help the channel out, but it also reminds you of every time I upload a video. With all of that being said, it is time to go back to ashes. For once we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and a happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in and get warm, and prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Unsolved Mysteries Volume 14. Right after this intro and ad will play, I'll read the first case and ad will play, and after that there will be no more ads within this video. Bayow and Lou, murder of a 27-year-old man whose charred body was found inside his vehicle, remains unsolved. Bayow and Lou was 27 years old when he was found murdered in Kansas City, Missouri, and despite the efforts of local authorities, the person or persons responsible for his death have yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Lou's case, but what has been reported is that at around 7.13 a.m. on May 31, 2003, law enforcement officers and the fire department responded to a call about a fire at 1101 Gwinnett Road. When they arrived at the scene, they noticed a 1992 Acura Legend engulfed in flames. Upon extinguishing the fire, the body was found inside the vehicle. According to the Kansas City Star, authorities later determined that the body belonged to Lou. The Kansas City Police Department reported that Lou's death is being investigated as a homicide. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Val and Lou is encouraged to reach out to the Cold Case Squad at 816-234-5136. Mark Heimbaugh, 11 years old, missing boy reportedly last seen at a park near his home. Mark Heimbaugh was born on May 23, 1980. He was 11 years old when he went missing from Cape May County, New Jersey, more than 30 years ago, and despite the efforts of local authorities, his whereabouts are still unknown. On the afternoon of November 25, 1991, Mark returned to his middle township neighborhood after attending school. He was a sixth grade student at the alternative school in the Crest Haven complex. After getting off the school bus, Mark, who was wearing a blue sweatshirt, a gray jacket, gray pants, and white LA gear shoes, noticed a brush fire on Bayshore Road, according to My Central Jersey. As he was walking to his home on Sunray Beach Boulevard in Del Haven, where he lived with his mother, Maureen Heimbach, he saw her outside. That's when he told her that he wanted to watch firefighters extinguish the fire. The press of Atlantic City reported that Mark watched the brush fire before he began walking home. He was a curious George, said Maureen, who also said he was quiet and sensitive. Maureen purportedly allowed him to go, and she told him that she was leaving to run an errand and would return shortly. He said, okay, mom, which turned out to be the last words he said to her. She thought the errand wouldn't take long, but she was gone longer than she expected. When Marine finally made it home, Mark was nowhere to be found. There was also no evidence suggesting he made it inside. Mark, who reportedly had behavioral issues due to a chemical imbalance in his bloodstream, was supposed to take his medication twice a day. When he hadn't returned home by the time it got dark outside, Maureen reported him missing, which prompted a massive search involving law enforcement, hundreds of volunteers, and canines and bloodhounds. 
Flyers containing Mark's picture and information were also posted throughout the county. According to an employee at Cape May County Park South, Mark was last seen at the park at around 4 p.m. that day, playing with a girl believed to be around the same age as him. She was never identified. During their search, authorities found footprints they believed were left behind by Mark. A firefighter also discovered one of his shoes on the beach, about half a block from his home. Maureen said, I got excited thinking, he's got to be out there. There's his sneaker. In 1992, it was reported that two teenage boys claimed to have seen Mark talking to a white man with brown hair and bushy eyebrows shortly before he disappeared. The man was inside a white or gray vehicle. Police officials then set up a checkpoint along Bayshore Road and showed passing motorists a composite sketch of the man, wanted for questioning in Mark's disappearance. Investigators received hundreds of tips, which they followed up on, but it didn't get them any closer to finding out what happened to Mark. In June 1993, Mark's picture was featured in an episode of The Young and the Restless, a CBS daytime soap opera while actor and recording artist Michael Damien performed a song. Mark's case was later tied to a man named Thomas Butkovich, who was serving 36 years in prison after he was convicted of child molestation in 1999. Authorities said a male prostitute came forward and said Butkovich showed him a video of a child being sexually abused, and he said the child looked like Mark. Butkovich was never charged, but in 2016, he was considered a person of interest. Chief Christopher Louisner with the Middle Township Police Department said, If anyone knows of any links to Cape May County with Thomas Butkovich, we want to hear from you. I was in high school when this happened, so it hits me. My brother was friends with Mark, Louisner added. In 2021, Mark's mother said, he was taken, but I don't know why. There's a lot of theories, but I don't know why, what it was. That's why I'm hoping someone will come forward with that. I'm just hoping. In 2023, law enforcement announced that they would be using new technology, Bali Artificial Intelligence, and they were hoping that it would help bring closure to Mark's case. In a release, Louisner said, I want to thank the Bali team and Microsoft for partnering with us on this very important project. It is important that we use every available resource and the latest technology to help us find Mark. The hope is this pilot program will help us solve Mark's case and be used as a model to help with other cold cases, Wiesner added. Law enforcement initially investigated his case as a runaway but it soon became apparent that he was a victim of kidnapping, which would have taken place around the time traffic was redirected to his neighborhood after the brush fire. Mark is described as a white or Caucasian male with freckles, red hair, and blue eyes. He also weighed 85 pounds and was four feet tall. When he went missing, he had recently recovered from a broken left foot an age progression photo of Mark shows what he would have looked like at age 40. Anyone with information regarding the disappearance of Mark Heimbaugh is encouraged to contact the Middle Township Police Department at 609-465-8700. Kankakee County, Jane Doe, 2002 death of an unidentified female whose skeletal remains were found near a highway is still unsolved. Kankakee County Jane Doe is an unidentified female who was found dead. Her remains were found near a highway near the Will and Kankakee County line in Illinois more than two decades ago, and her identity is still unknown. There are a few details available in her case, but what police officials have reported is that they found the skeletal remains of a black or African-American woman 
near Route 45 sometime in October 2002. She was 5 foot 3 inches tall with possibly short dark hair, and she was between 30 and 40 years old. Details about how the woman died are either unknown or police officials have not released that information to the public, but investigators believe she died in 2001. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved death of Kankakee County Jane Doe is encouraged to contact Illinois State Police Zone 3 Investigations at 815-698-2672. Norris Evans Murder of a 27-year-old mother of four whose body was found inside her home remains unsolved. Norris Evans was 27 years old when her lifeless body was found inside her residence in Monroe County, New York, nearly five decades ago, and authorities have yet to apprehend the person responsible for her death. On May 22, 1975, Evans's husband went to work at the Rochester Products Division of General Motors, while she remained at home on Cron Street in Rochester, caring for their four children. They were two, four, six, and three months old. When his shift ended the following morning, May 23, 1975, just shortly after midnight, he returned to his home and discovered it had been ransacked. He also found his wife dead on the living room floor, according to the Democrat and Chronicle. Evans was naked except for a blouse and a diaper had been wrapped around her ankles. Experts believe she died at least four hours before her husband found her body. An autopsy revealed that she had been stabbed several times in the chest and neck with a butcher's knife, which authorities found adjacent to her body. They also located a cast iron frying pan nearby. Officials stated that the children were inside the home during the incident and crime. Considering the killer took an undetermined amount of money from the home, investigators believe robbery may have been the motive behind the killing, as well as sexual assault. Law enforcement officers have not made any arrests in Evans' case. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Norris Evans is encouraged to reach out to the Rochester Police Department at 585-428-7157. Your assistance could be crucial in delivering long-awaited justice for Evans and her family. Cherise Lachelle Maggie, one years old. Missing girl reportedly last seen at home before she was taken by a family member. Cherise Lachelle Maggie was born on December 30, 1973. She was one years old when she went missing from Las Vegas, Nevada in the 1970s. And despite the efforts of local authorities, her whereabouts are still unknown more than four decades later. There are a few details available in her case, but... What has been reported is that on the night of August 1st, 1975, Charisse was at her home on Martin Luther King and Lake Mead Boulevards when she was taken by one of her family members. She was never returned to her residence and she was, therefore, presumably reported missing to the Clark County Police Department. Charisse is described as a black or African-American girl with dark hair and brown eyes. She had both of her ears pierced, was 36 inches tall, and weighed 27 pounds when she was last seen. At the time of her disappearance, Charisse was also wearing shorts and a shirt, both blue in color, that had been paired with brown loafers. She had white socks on her feet, and they apparently had red stripes at the top of them. Anyone with any information regarding the disappearance of Charisse Lachelle Maggie is encouraged to contact the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department at 
Shamanica Brown, murder of an eight-year-old girl whose body was found outside a church, remains unsolved. Shamanica Brown was eight years old when she was murdered. Her body was found outside a church in Saginaw, Michigan, more than three decades ago, and the person or persons responsible for her death have yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Shamanica's case, but what has been reported is that on the evening of September 18, 1992, she went missing. She was last seen playing with several other children at a playground near her home on 12th and Annalise Streets. Shamanica's disappearance prompted a search by law enforcement, but it came to a poignant end four days later on September 22, 1992, when she was found dead. Her body was discovered on the steps of the former Holy Rosary Catholic Church, which was located in the 700 block of South 13th Street around 10 a.m. that morning. Upon examining her body, local authorities noticed she had motor oil in her hair. An autopsy revealed that Shamanica, a first grade student at Heavenrich Elementary School, died from strangulation. Our worst fears have been realized. This is a nightmare, said Shamanica's elementary school principal, Lawrence Wells, according to the Herald Palladium. Investigators believe that the two suspects in the case are now deceased. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Shamanica Brown is encouraged to contact the Saginaw Police Department at 989-759-1289. Charles Turgot Jones, murder of a 19-year-old man whose body was found in a shallow grave, remains unsolved. Charles Turgot Jones was 19 years old when he was murdered in Anne Arundel County, Maryland, more than four decades ago, and the person responsible for his death has yet to be brought to justice. At around 11.30 p.m. on November 7, 1978, Jones left his girlfriend's house on McGothy Bridge Road in Pasadena and was expected to arrive home the next morning, according to the Baltimore Sun. When he failed to make it to his destination on November 8th, his parents contacted the Baltimore City Police Department and reported him missing. Two days later, on November 10th, police officials received a call about an abandoned vehicle a 1971 Red Dodge Colt in a wooded area on Maryland Route 648 near Mountain Road in Glen Burnie. The vehicle belonged to Jones. When they arrived on the scene, they searched the car and noticed blood stains on one of the seats and splattered blood on the door. And about 500 yards away, they found Jones's body buried in a shallow grave. An autopsy revealed that Jones died from multiple gunshot wounds to the chest, and he had also been stabbed. There have been no arrests, and Jones's case has gone cold. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Charles Turgot Jones is encouraged to contact the Anne Arundel Police Department at 410-222-4731. To remain anonymous, call their tip line at 410-222-4700. Fred Wright, 13. Missing teenage boy reportedly last seen at his home. Fred Wright was born on February 4, 1985. He was 13 years old when he went missing from Tuskegee, Alabama, and despite the efforts of local authorities, his whereabouts are still unknown more than two decades later. There are a few details available in Fred's case, but what has been reported is that, on the evening of December 6, 1998, he vanished without a trace. An adult male, whose identity and relation to Fred are unclear, was apparently the last person to see Fred inside his home before he went missing. 
The circumstances leading up to the teen's disappearance are unknown. Fred is described as a black or African-American male with dark hair and brown eyes. He was 5'9 and weighed 115 pounds when he disappeared. He also has a mole that is located in the neck and shoulder area, and he has a chipped front tooth. If Fred were found alive today, he would be in his late 30s. An age progression photo shows what Fred looked like when he was 32 years old. The teen is classified as an endangered missing child. Anyone with information regarding the disappearance of Fred Wright is encouraged to contact the Tuskegee Police Department in Alabama at 1334-727-0200. Felicia Hines murder of a 24-year-old woman who was found inside a vehicle remains unsolved. Felicia Hines was 24 years old when she was murdered in Hillsborough County, Florida, more than two decades ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Hines' case, but what has been reported is that on the night of December 7, 2001, she was sitting in the passenger seat of a 1999 Isuzu Amigo. Her boyfriend was driving. They were near North 34th Street and East Comanche Avenue in Tampa when he heard a noise. He thought the SUV had backfired, but when he turned to look at Hines, he knew something was amiss because she was slumped over. He soon realized that Hines had been shot and the noise he heard was a gunshot, according to the Tampa Bay Times. It is unknown how many times Hines was shot and where, but she was rushed to Tampa General Hospital, where she succumbed to her injuries. No arrests have been made, and her case ultimately went cold. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Felicia Hines is encouraged to contact the Tampa Bay Police Department unsolved homicides unit at 813-898-1435. Sandra Bush, murder of a 21-year-old woman whose body was found in a field remains unsolved. Sandra Bush was 21 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found by two hunters in Tarrant County, Texas, four decades ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. In 1980, Bush graduated with honors from O.D. Wyatt High School, and she went on to college to study journalism. She reportedly dropped out after completing one year of college. Bush landed a job thereafter working as a receptionist at a medical office. She also had a boyfriend, but they broke up several months before she vanished. On the evening of November 17, 1983, Bush was at her home in the 300 block of Cutter Street in Fort Worth, where she received a phone call from an unknown person. She left her home wearing a pink pantsuit and never returned. That's when a relative contacted the police department and reported her missing, prompting a search by law enforcement. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Bush's vehicle, a tan 1979 Chevrolet Monte Carlo, was found the day after she disappeared. It was parked outside Eve's Bar on Refugio Street. Bush would seldomly go to bars, but whenever she did, it would have been the bar that was miles from where her vehicle was found. Police officials searched the vehicle and they didn't find any fingerprints. It was after they discovered a yellow pillow in the trunk stained with blood that they realized that the car had been wiped clean. Weeks went by and there was still no sign of Bush, but her relatives and friends were still hopeful that she was still alive. One of the friends stated in 1984 that sand was so full of life and laughter. The uncertainty just hurt so bad. Sometimes that I find myself crying, but it still hasn't hit me yet. 
On the night of January 2, 1984, Bush was found dead in a field located in the 4800 block of Decatur Road. Two men hunting deer were on the property with high grass when they encountered her decomposed body. She was partly clothed and had debris on top of her. Due to the state of decomposition, the medical examiner could not immediately make an identification. An employee at the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office stated that Bush was ultimately identified through a photographic process of overlaying negatives of photos of Bush and the body. The medical examiner later ruled her death a homicide after an autopsy revealed she died from being strangled with a cord. In 1984, Crime Stoppers offered a $1,000 reward for more information in the case, as they believed someone saw Bush with her killer on the date she went missing. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Sandra Bush is encouraged to contact the Fort Worth, Texas Police Department's Homicide Unit at 817-392-4330. Bizerta Bellani, murder of a 29-year-old woman whose body was found inside her residence, remains unsolved. Bizerta Bellani was 30 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found inside her residence in Orange County, Florida, more than two decades ago, and the persons responsible for her death have yet to be brought to justice. On February 27, 1996, Officers were dispatched to a home in the 6,000 block of Edgebrook Drive in Orlando after receiving a 911 call about a shooting. When they arrived on the scene, they found Balani dead. Police learned through an investigation that at around 3 a.m., two suspects forced their way into Balani's home and went to the bedroom of a man she and her aunt shared the house with. They demanded he give them money, and he obliged. When they went to Bellani's bedroom where she and her infant child slept, they asked for money, but she refused to give it to them. A struggle ensued. It was during that time that Bellani was fatally shot, and according to the Orlando Centennial, the suspects fled the scene thereafter. Her baby was unharmed. Bellani was born in Haiti, and she moved to Florida in 1995 and began working at Walt Disney World Hotels along with her roommates. Orange County Sheriff's Sergeant Mike Easton stated that, These are workers. These are people who were trying to make it. They were each contributing money to their respective families. He added that the victim's aunt was planning a trip back to Haiti and several of their family members and friends had given them envelopes of money to take to relatives. Investigators believe that the suspects knew about the money and decided to steal it from them. The amount of money they stole is unknown. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Bazerda Balani is encouraged to contact the Orange County Sheriff's Office at 407-836-4357 or the Central Florida Crime Line at 1-800-423-TIPS or 8477. Johnny Levitt, murder of a 33-year-old man whose body was found in the driveway of a home, remains unsolved. Johnny Lee Levitt was 33 years old when he was murdered. His body was found in a driveway in Fulton County, Georgia, five decades ago, and the person responsible for his death has yet to be brought to justice. In the early morning hours of August 18, 1973, law enforcement officers responded to a call about a deceased person in the driveway of a home in the 900 block of Blue Ridge Avenue northeast in Atlanta. The homeowner who called 911 told authorities that when he returned home at around 1.20 p.m., he found the victim laying face down, clutching a 22 caliber automatic pistol in his hand. He said he didn't know the victim, 
who was later identified as Lovett, of an unknown address, and he died from a gunshot wound to the back. A neighbor down the street said she recognized him as the man who entered her house without her consent the previous morning. According to the Atlanta Constitution, the woman went to her kitchen at around 1.30 a.m. and saw him standing there. To prevent her from screaming, he choked her, and the chaos woke up her husband and son. They chased him out of the house. Levitt had a criminal record. He had been charged with burglary and assault with intent to murder. Sergeant Berlin Compton said, We are considering the possibility that Levitt may have been shot by a private citizen in the area as he may have been attempting an illegal entry. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Johnny Levitt is encouraged to contact the Atlanta Police Department Criminal Investigations Division at 404-546-4236. Angela Jones, murder of a 17-year-old girl whose body was found in a creek, remains unsolved. Angela Linnell Jones was 17 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found in shallow water in Tarrant County, Texas, more than four decades ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. In the early morning hours of February 23, 1982, two men went to Angela's apartment, located at the 2800 block of Love Chapel Court in Fort Worth and forced their way in through the front door. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the men kidnapped Angela, a junior at Dunbar High School, from her bedroom. Her mother was at work, but her sister, who was reportedly in the room, watched on as they dragged her through the hallway. Then they carried her to their white vehicle and drove off. After reporting the kidnapping to the police, Angela's mother claimed that they were slow with the investigation. They, the police, said it was a game and she staged it, said Angela's mother. Investigators stated that some of Angela's classmates said they spotted her several times after she was kidnapped. Two of her classmates claimed to have seen her on February 27th at a roller rink located in the 1000 block of Miller Avenue. Another teen said she saw Angela playing pool on March 3rd at Weldon's Cafe, located in the 2100 block of Vaughn Boulevard. On the afternoon of March 12, 1982, Angela was found dead. Her partially decomposed body was found in a small creek at 2100 East Richmond Avenue. Her hand was holding onto a large tree root. The medical examiner stated that identification was delayed because of a lack of dental and fingerprint records. Angela was ultimately identified through spinal x-rays. An autopsy revealed that Angela's cause of death was asphyxiation by drowning, and the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office subsequently ruled her death as a homicide. They also determined that she had been dead between eight days and three weeks before her body was ever found. An investigator stated that they were approaching this case from the standpoint that she was murdered by the person or persons who abducted her. On September 28, 1982, a then 47-year-old man was charged with Angela's drowning death. He was booked into the Tarrant County Jail where he was held on a $10,000 bond. The charges were presumably dropped considering Angela's case is still unsolved. In 1983, Crime Stoppers offered a $1,000 reward for more information that would help solve her case. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Angela Jones is encouraged to contact the Fort Worth, Texas Police Department's homicide unit at 817-392-4330. Jeremy Jourdain, 17, missing teen boy reportedly last seen Halloween night. 
Jeremy Jordan was born on February 22, 1999. He was 17 years old when he went missing from Bemidji, Minnesota. And despite the efforts of law enforcement officers, his whereabouts are still unknown more than five years later. On the night of October 31, 2016, Jeremy's friend picked him up at his house in Cass Lake, which is where he lived with his grandfather to go to a party in Bemidji. It was a 20-minute drive, and several of his other friends were going to be there as well. He was supposed to return home, but failed to do so. When he hadn't arrived the following morning, his grandfather reported him missing, which led to a search by the Bemidji Police Department. According to NBC News, Alexandria, who was Jeremy's aunt, stated that she received information that while he was at the party, several of his friends were smoking cigarettes outside when they suddenly saw him run off. They claimed that they thought it was strange that he wouldn't tell them where he was going, but then they assumed that he was going to go home. Relatives aren't buying that he ran because of the distance between his house and where the party was located. In a statement, Bemidji officer said, We have interviewed many people, searched numerous vehicles, and searched private properties. Searches by air, land, and water have been conducted. We have used airplanes, helicopters, dogs, drones, boats, and canoes to look for Jeremy Jourdain. Jeremy had black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a blue and gray hooded sweatshirt, blue jeans, and black and white shoes that were Air Jordans. He was six foot four inches tall and weighed 175 pounds. If he were to be found alive today, Jeremy would be in his 20s. Anyone with information regarding the disappearance of Jeremy Jordan is encouraged to contact the Bemidji Police Department at 218-333-9111. You can also contact Crime Stoppers of Minnesota at crimestoppersmn.org or contact them toll-free at 1-800-222-TIPS. Danella Williams, murder of a 27-year-old woman whose body was found by locals, remains unsolved. Danella Williams was 27 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found in Orange County, Florida, more than four decades ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Williams's case, but what has been reported is that she was found dead on December 29, 1980. Locals told authorities that they encountered her body at the water's edge of Lake Tyler near South Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando. According to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, Williams, who was born on September 11, 1953, was last seen on the day her body was found. A 7-Eleven clerk told investigators that they saw her earlier that morning inside the store, which is located at Westmoreland Drive and West Colonial Drive. Her cause of death is unknown, but her case is being investigated as a homicide. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Danella Williams is encouraged to contact the Orange County Sheriff's Office at 407-836-4357 or the Central Florida Crime Line at 1-800-423-TIPS. Nathan Mathias, murder of a 20-year-old man who was found outside a liquor store, remains unsolved. Nathan Mathias was 20 years old when he was murdered. He was found outside a store in St. Bernardino County, California, more than three decades ago, and the person responsible for his death has yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Matthias's case, but what has been reported is that on December 7, 1987, he went to the Top Hat Liquor Store, located in the 1900 block of West Highland in San Bernardino. 
While standing in front of the store, he was shot and killed, according to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. A description of the suspect is unknown. On the morning of December 14, 1987, Matthias's relatives held his visitation at Palm Chapel in Fontana. He was then buried at Riverside National Cemetery. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Nathan Matthias is encouraged to contact the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department's Homicide Unit at 909-387-3589 or WeTip at 1-800-78-CRIME. Rondell Echolis and Tyron Phillips, murders of two men whose bodies were found inside an apartment, remain unsolved. Rondell Echolis and Tyrone Phillips were found dead inside an apartment in Maricopa County, Arizona, nearly two decades ago, and the persons responsible for their deaths have yet to be brought to justice. On the evening of June 6, 2006, law enforcement officers were called to an apartment at the Dobson Village Apartments in the 900 block of South Dobson Road in Mesa about a shooting. When they arrived on the scene, they found Ecolas, 25, and Phillips, 27, dead inside. They were reportedly both from Phoenix. Wait a minute, news. The person living in the apartment told authorities that when he was outside, he was approached by two men who recognized him from high school. They then asked to go inside his apartment because it was hot and they wanted to be in a cool environment while they waited on their ride. After letting them inside, he said he went to the back of the apartment while they remained in the front. It was then that he heard people arguing, followed by four gunshots. By the time he reached the front area of the apartment, he saw two men dead on his living room floor, along with marijuana that wasn't there before he let the two men inside. He also claimed that he didn't know the victims and that the man he led inside his apartment were gone. Mesa Police Sergeant Chuck Trapani stated that they are unsure of the accuracy of the resident's statement. Neighbors told police officials that they saw two African-American men fleeing the scene in a dark-colored SUV that had tinted windows, according to the Arizona Republic. One of the suspects, who was wearing a t-shirt and blue pants, is believed to be in his 20s, at around 6 foot 4 inches tall with a thin build. The other suspect was slightly shorter, had a bald head, and had a mustache and beard. Authorities said the motive for the killing is unknown, and because they had little information to go on, the trail for the killers had virtually gone cold. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murders of Rondell Ecolas and Tyrone Phillips is encouraged to contact the Mesa Police Department at 480-644-2012 or silent witness at 480-948-6377. John Henry Flood, murder of a 19-year-old young man whose body was found at the gas station where he worked, remains unsolved. John Henry Flood was 19 years old when he was murdered at his place of employment in Clearwater, Florida, more than 40 years ago, and the person responsible for his death has yet to be brought to justice. At around 7 p.m. on January 8, 1982, Flood of Largo, was working alone as an attendant at the Amico gas station in the 1400 block of Bel Air Road when he was shot in the chest. Witnesses stated that after the shooting, they saw a man running towards a tan or dark-colored vehicle. He was then seen driving away from the scene, the Tampa Bay Times reported. When paramedics arrived, they performed life-saving measures before transporting Flood to Clearwater Community Hospital. Less than two hours after the suspected attempted robbery, Flood was pronounced dead. The owner of the gas station told investigators that Flood had been working for his company for less than a week. 
He also stated that Flood was told to keep $60 in his pocket to make change, and everything else was supposed to be put inside a safe. Detectives later questioned a then 24-year-old man who had been arrested for robbing a restaurant just two days before Flood was shot and killed. The previous month, he was charged with robbing a 7-Eleven food store. During the interrogation, the man told authorities that he had nothing to do with Flood's death, as he was in Baltimore at the time of the shooting. Flood's case eventually went cold. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of John Henry Flood is encouraged to contact the Clearwater Police Hotline at 727-562-4080 or send an email to tips at myclearwater.com. Carolyn Balling murder of a 22-year-old woman whose body was found inside her home remains unsolved. Carolyn Balling was 22 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found in Pensacola, Florida more than 45 years ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. There are a few details available in Balling's case, but what has been reported by the Escambia County Sheriff's Office is that on the morning of March 7, 1972, Balling was found dead in her home. She lived in the Cook's Court area near North Palifax Street between Fairfield Drive and Massachusetts Avenue. The cause of death has not been released to the public, but her death is being investigated as a homicide. Balling, a member of the Baptist Church, was originally from Fort Walton Beach, Florida, but she lived in Pensacola for eight years. She was a widow and the mother of a young boy. Balling was buried at the Bernacas National Cemetery in Pensacola, the Pensacola News reported. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Carolyn Balling is encouraged to contact the Escambia County Sheriff's Office's Major Crimes Unit at 850-436-9580 or Crime Stoppers at 850-433-7867. Lesia Michelle Jackson, murder of a 12-year-old girl whose body was found in a wooded area, remains unsolved. Lesia Michelle Jackson was 12 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found in Conroe, Texas more than 40 years ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. On September 7, 1979, Lesia was enjoying the day with her two older brothers, swimming in a lake at a subdivision off FM-1485 near her home, according to the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. When her brothers decided to leave, she opted to stay behind and enjoy a few more moments in the lake. She told them that she would follow behind them in just a short while. A witness told the police that they saw Lisa walking alone on Creek Bend Street, but she never made it home. Her relatives searched the neighborhood and surrounding areas, but there was no sign of her. The following day, her brother found her tortoiseshell glasses at the intersection of Creekwood and Deep Forest. They were bent and cracked, but there was still no signs of Lisa. After three days of searching for her, her parents contacted their local police department and reported Lisa missing. Montgomery County police officers joined in on the search, but they too were unable to find Lacia. Detective Terrence Greenwood told ABC 13 that the hard part is the victim. As a parent, when your child is missing, you can't find her. You have no idea where she's at, what happened to her, or what's going on with her. It makes you want to close this at whatever expense. Their six-day search came to an end on September 13, 1979, when an oil-filled worker discovered Lacia dead in a wooded area along Exxon Road in Conroe, Texas, which was about half a mile from where she was swimming. Her bright blue bikini and her shredded t-shirt were found near her naked body. 
An autopsy revealed that she had been sexually assaulted and strangled to death. When detectives searched the crime scene, which Detective Kenneth Bivens with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office described as gruesome, for evidence, they uncovered tire tracks that could have belonged to the killer's vehicle. They made another discovery that was kept hidden from the public for 40 years. Officials stated that at the time of Lacia's disappearance, she was wearing a gold butterfly necklace with a matching butterfly ring, and when her body was found, she was only wearing the necklace. The ring was missing. If the killer took the necklace, it could link him to the murder. For four decades, Lacia's clothes and glasses have been stored in a yellow evidence folder as evidence. Experts tested the item several times for DNA, evidence, and hoped that it would lead to Lacia's killer, but each time the results were inconclusive. Throughout the years, Montgomery County police officials have received hundreds of tips, including a recent tip from an unidentified man who said he saw a white station wagon driving erratically through the neighborhood. However, that tip along with the others led to a dead end. Investigators said they are running out of time as the suspect or suspects and possible witnesses are getting older and dying. Detective Terrence Greenwood of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said, We have a little 12-year-old who has been murdered and we need to find out who did it. Police officials stated that Lisa's murder became one of the highest profile unsolved murders in Montgomery County. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Lacia Michelle Jackson is encouraged to contact Montgomery County Crime Stoppers at 1-800-392-STOP. Visit Montgomery County Crime Stoppers or contact the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office Cold Case Squad directly at 936-538-3781. Cheryl Ann Calloway, fatal parking lot attack on an 18-year-old young woman remains unsolved. Cheryl Ann Calloway was 18 years old when she was murdered. She was attacked in the parking lot of a shopping mall in Arlington, Texas, more than 45 years ago, and the person responsible for her death has yet to be brought to justice. On the night of January 30, 1974, Calloway, an 18-year-old Sam Houston High School graduate, left her job at Dairy Queen, located at 900 West Pioneer Parkway, and went to the Forum 303 Mall at 2700 East Pioneer Parkway. She wanted to buy a birthday gift for her fiancé, Clint Harris. By 8 p.m., she had finished her shopping. As Calloway walked to her car in the West parking lot, outside the entrance of Montgomery Ward. She was nibbling on the candy that she just purchased. Before she made it to her vehicle, Calloway was attacked by an unknown man. The suspect dragged her to his vehicle, where he began to stab her repeatedly with an ice pick. Two individuals happened to witness the attack after hearing Calloway's screams, but they mistook it for a family quarrel, according to the Odessa American. The witnesses went to a nearby shop, Ward's Auto Service Center, to call the Arlington Police Department, who then instructed them to jot down the suspect's license plate number. They failed to do so because, when they returned to the parking lot, Calloway had been stabbed multiple times and had to render aid. Meanwhile, her assailant got into his vehicle, a possibly white Oldsmobile Cutlass SS, and fled the scene, according to the Arlington Daily News. Emergency responders arrived about 30 minutes later. They then transported Calloway to Arlington Memorial Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. The state medical examiner's office determined that Calloway sustained more than 40 stab wounds to her neck and body. Funeral services for Calloway were held at Moore Funeral Home. She was buried at the Oak Grove Cemetery in Bosque County, Texas, with the words Beloved Daughter inscribed on her headstone. Bobby Wiggins, a captain at the Arlington Police Department, told the Odessa American 10 years after Calloway's murder that 
The case is still open, and anytime we have a murder anywhere in the nation with a similar method of operation, we check it out. He added, but nothing has matched up. It's just as mysterious as it was the day it happened. Arlington police conducted an investigation to uncover what criminal activity Callaway may have been involved in, but there was none. The police said she was clean. Then they turned their attention to her fiancé, but he too was clean, and they later stated that they regretted being hard on them. Callaway's father told the media that if he is ever caught, I pray that the police are very careful that they say good morning to him and meet all other necessities so that no judge will ever turn him loose on a technicality. The suspect is described as a black man with an afro. He was wearing a light-colored shirt and dark pants at the time of the murder. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Cheryl Ann Calloway is encouraged to contact Sergeant Bryant Jones with the Arlington Police Department at 817-459-5772 To remain anonymous, contact Tarrant County Crime Stoppers at 817-469-8477 Sandra Whitlock murder of a 29-year-old woman whose body was found in a river remains unsolved. Sandra Whitlock was 29 years old when she was murdered. Her body was found in a river in Reno, Nevada more than three decades ago, and the person responsible for her murder has yet to be brought to justice. On February 23, 1985, law enforcement was dispatched to the Truckee River near Painted Rock on Interstate 80 after receiving a call about a body in the river. When officers arrived on the scene, they spotted the fully clothed body of a woman submerged in waters near rocks. The body was later identified as that of Whitlock, who lived in the area on Warndell Way while her ex-husband and their children were living in South Carolina. An autopsy revealed that she died from a gunshot wound to the back and she was the fourth murder victim the city had within nine days. Investigators are unsure when the shooting occurred, where it happened, why it happened, and who did it. They did, however, uncover that she has been reported missing earlier that year. On January 16, 1985, Whitlock's boyfriend told law enforcement that he last saw her on the afternoon of January 5th. She was downtown, about to head to a casino to gamble, according to the Reno Gazette Journal. He also mentioned that she was wearing designer jeans and a suede jacket, and they were supposed to meet up later that night. She never arrived. In May 1985, a $1,000 cash reward was offered for more information that would lead to the arrest and conviction of the person responsible for Whitlock's murder. Anyone with information regarding the unsolved murder of Sandra Whitlock is encouraged to contact the Washoe County Sheriff's Office's Detective Division at 775-328-3320. And that, dear listeners, brings a close to these Unsolved Mysteries, Volume 14. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you comfortably. If you're awake, I hope you've enjoyed these cases. Until next time, please take care of yourselves. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening. Peace, love, and light to you all.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.